Hi, I'm Wolfgang. My friends call me Stephen Wolf because I collect specialty teapots. Play the latest scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery, simply called Millions, for a chance to taste the good life and win up to a million dollars. My prize teapots include one that was made from the very first 3D computer model and the teapot that inspired the lyrics, I'm a little teapot. Play the new $30 scratch-off Millions. With one in three odds, a $40 minimum prize, and an 81% payout, you can go hog wild on whatever's your cup of tea. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Every day, people experience mysteries that challenge the laws of nature, like enjoying a Coke Zero Sugar. It looks, sounds, and tastes delicious. But how does one explain the great taste if there are zero calories and zero sugar? Some mysteries are just too mysterious. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, unbelievably delicious. No TV binging session is complete without the unbelievably delicious zero-calorie taste of Coke Zero Sugar. Welcome back to Girl Needs Podcast. <laughs> hey! Okay, so, hey guys. So, right now, Andre's on FaceTime. Um, we, our schedules just didn't align this week. Um, so, we're recording over FaceTime. So, hopefully this works out. <laughs> it's different. Like, yeah. I honestly hate it. Like, I like when Andre's next to me, but what can you do? The audio might be trash, but mm-hmm. Okay. Just stick um, with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's do highs and lows before we reveal what we're doing today. Even Although, though you already know by the title. <laughs> yeah, right. Even though you guys know by the title, we're not going to tell you. Oh, I have to edit this in like two days. Great. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Um, I'll just start. <laughs> So, let's see, highs and lows. My low is that I have an audition that's due this Friday for Madrigals. Um, I'm like, I'm in it this year, but in order to get into it my senior year, I still have to audition again. Um, And I swear he told us like Monday and it's due Friday. And it's an audition. It's just, like, nerve-wracking. I'm very anxious about it, and I just want it to be over with. You'll do so, great. What? You'll do great. Oh, we'll see. You will. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just stressed about that. Um, But a high is that... Oh, I guess I've been able to live in the moment recently. Um. Yeah, I've just, like, noticed it more. I've noticed that I've been in the moment more. And when I'm, like, hanging out with Emma or, like, other friends or Mason, I just, like, I can tell that I'm really paying attention to what's going on in the moment. And it's just to make me happy. That's so good. I love that for you. Yeah. And that's one big thing. That's one big thing I wanted to work on this year. So. Yeah, totally. It's great. It's great. Love that. Um, my low is that I've just been kind of down lately. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I'm just like stressed out with school and falling behind. I'm just not motivated, but at the same time, I'm putting my mental health first and that's okay. Like everyone needs like a little break from school, um, and work sometimes like I've gotten, 
a couple weeks off from work, so that's been nice. Um, but I am going back to work tomorrow, so that's exciting. Um, I can't wait to see my babies. They're so cute. <laughs> I get to coach the preschoolers tomorrow, and they're just so little, and I love them. They make me so happy. Aww. And I, I have a, I have a three-year-old in one of my classes, and we usually have four and five-year-olds, so she's really tiny. Um, did I tell you about that, Audrey? No. She, I, yeah, I don't think I did. She saw my necklace when I was coaching with her, and she goes, oh, I like your choo-choo. And I was like, my necklace? She goes, choo-choo. She didn't know how to say necklace. Isn't that funny? Choo-choo? That's yeah. I know. It was adorable. And I go, can you say necklace? She goes, choo-choo. <laughs> it was so cute. I literally, oh my God, I, I have baby fever. Like, I'm so excited to be a mom. Um, But my high is uh, did I already say my high I mean that's kind of my high like going back to work tomorrow um and I feel like I've been having really relaxing nights like I've just been lighting a candle I'm like I feel really mellow at night now which is good um and yeah I was able to relax today a little bit um, I still don't feel the greatest, but I can kind of feel myself feeling better. The sun has not been out and it's been affecting me. Like, I remember in the summer, like, when it would rain, it would be the most depressing day. And I feel like now, like, that's how it is. Like, I know it's not raining, but like, it's so cloudy outside and it's so annoying. Um, but yeah, those are my, those are my highs and lows. Sorry, you guys might hear my dog at some point. He's being really annoying. It's okay. Who knows? <sighs> I love dogs. Okay, anyways, um, our topic today is going to be a little different. I feel like we have not touched on this. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and, we, and we just heard Emma's dog. Oh my gosh. That was Zoe. She is a beast. Okay, <laughs> anyways. Today we're going to be talking about the love languages and I'm excited because I, I'm not super into love languages, but whenever I'm in a relationship, love language is something I always come back to. Whether I'm in a a relationship like romantically with like a boy or if it's like a friendship um, or anything like that. I think like we all need certain things, so I think we're gonna touch on the five love languages, love languages, and we could touch on like the different relationships um, and how your love language might change depending on what kind of relationship you're in. I guess you could say like a friendship or a romantic relationship, something like that. Um, and I, I'm not sure. So I'm sure something else will come up too. Um, and just like how to manage those um, and how to acknowledge them when you are in a relationship or friendship to make sure that each person is feeling loved. Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people don't realize. Like in my past friendships and relationships, I've talked to them about love languages and they're like, oh, like I didn't know that like that's kind of what it was because I have a book. And when I read the book, I haven't finished it actually. I read like 20 pages because I'm not that big of a reader. But when I did read it, I was kind of like, everything that I had been, like, telling myself in my past relationships, like, 
oh, this person just can't give me what I need kind of thing. But I think the book helps me understand that what I need is something different than what my partner needs or what my friend needs. And that's okay. But the book helps you realize that even if that's not what you need, it's what your partner needs, you can give it to them still. Just because you don't need it doesn't mean you can't give it to them. Um, So I think we can also touch on that too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's like a huge thing. And I feel like a lot of people end relationships because of the feeling of I can't give them what they need. And like sometimes, yeah, that's totally true. But I think you can try and you can succeed in that. And I think I, I like I've seen it myself where someone comes to me and is like, hey, this is what I need. And I'm like, oh, like never thought about that. Thank you for telling me. I'll try my best and I'll give you what you need because I'm going to accommodate for you because I care about you and I love you. You understand? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of like what like love languages are and like what they consist of. But there are five love languages. Um, the first one is words. The second one is time. The third one is gifts. Fourth one is service. And the fifth one is touch. Um, and the book that I have is called A Teen's Guide to the Five Love Languages, How to Understand Yourself and Improve All Your Relationships, written by Gary Chapman with Paige Hallie Drygas. <laughs> Um, I got this book from my godmother, and I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, I got it a while ago, though. But, yeah, if you want to read it, uh, it's good for teens. Um, and if you're getting into relationships or if you're struggling in a relationship, I think it's a good book to read. Yeah. Um, do you want to add anything, Audrey? Um. Yeah. I'll just kind of explain each of them. Even though they're kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I would just say, like, just in case you guys are confused, um, when Emma said words, um, it means, like, words of affirmation. So verbal compliments that express your love and appreciation for that person. Um, compliments about how they look. Um just basically, yeah, words of affirmation, words of encouragement, words of love, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, service is um, maybe just like doing doing an activity that makes you feel better. Um, and maybe, you know, that activity isn't what your partner wants to do or your friend wants to do, but they still do it with you way because they um want you to feel better or anything like that totally um quality time pretty self-explanatory just spending time together getting to know each other um Mm -hmm. yeah um giving gifts you know tangible things that reflect your your thoughtfulness and physical touch is sometimes sexual sometimes not Mm -hmm. Um, that just like reinforces your presence and how they make you feel physically. Yeah, totally. So like hugs, um, 
small kisses, like massages. That's not necessarily like sexual or anything like that. Holding mm-hmm. hands, that's not sexual. Cuddling. So, yeah, anything like that. So, yeah. yeah. Or even um, like, like, like if you're in the car, like their hand on your leg or something like that. Or like when yeah. you're walking, like their arm around you, those kinds of things. Like kind of those little things um, as well. Uh-huh. Um, that just kind of like show you more physically that like they care about you and love you. Yeah. Yeah. Because Emma and I have talked about this before. Um, although like uh, looks are not everything in relationships. And I mean, they're really not anything. Um, but it's hard to make a relationship work if you're not physically attracted to them. 100%. Sometimes, unfortunately, that can, like, end relationships. Totally. And it sucks that we need that as humans, but honestly, like, it's it's important. Um, unless you're not really into that stuff, unless you're not into being physically attracted to someone. Yeah. Um, it's different because, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I just find that important and more important than you would think. 100%. And I, th- I think some people kind of push that to the side by saying, oh, looks don't matter. They don't really, but there's lots of things that go into being physically attracted to someone is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. 1,000%. I totally agree with that statement. Um, wow, 1,000%. Yeah, 1,000%. Like, I, I think that looks are a huge thing. A huge part. I know Audrey has a little bit of like a tiny bit of a different opinion on that, but I think like looks, they're not everything, but I think that like you really have to be attracted to the person to like, I want to say like get a relationship starting, I guess. Um, because no, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, because I feel like if you don't find them attractive at first, I think that's kind of normal. But when you're going into the relationship, say like you're like a month in, <laughs> this is funny. And <laughs> it's not like I'm talking from personal experience. Say you're from me. <laughs> she's oh my gosh, she's making fun of me. Um <laughs> so say you're like a month into the relationship. And you're still like, I don't know if I really find this guy attractive. Honestly, end it because you're not going to find him attractive. Like, everyone has their own opinion on, like, if someone finds someone attractive or not. Like, Audrey might think my boyfriend's super attractive, but she also might think he's not. And same goes with her. (laughs) But, like, Audrey finds her boyfriend attractive, but I don't find her boyfriend attractive. And maybe that's just because, like, I'm not dating him. But, like, you know what and I mean? Because he, and because he doesn't do anything for you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like he does so much for me that that's a lot of where the attraction comes from. Totally. So, I, you know, I wouldn't expect him to bring you, like, a gift or oh, pick yeah, you out to eat. Totally. But, like, I even knew the guy before and I didn't think he was attractive. Like, I feel like it's... You need to find him at least somewhat attractive because, like, sure, when you first start, you might be like, eh, I don't really know if this guy's attractive or not, but then it might grow on you because of, like, their personality and kind of what Audrey was saying, like, 
they'll give you gifts and like they'll say things that make them more attractive. But like in my personal experience, like if I just don't find that person attractive, it's not my problem. It's not their problem. It's not, it's not really a problem. It's just that I don't, I can't find them attractive, even though I find other people attractive. They just like not my, they might not be my type or something like that. But then I think when you don't find that person attractive, then I think that leads to other problems where you're not being affectionate enough for them. You're not giving them what they need. And I think like touch as a love language is huge. And like, that's one of my love languages. So when I sense that I don't want to give another person touch or have someone touch me in not a sexual way, but you know what I mean? Like I, if I don't want that from someone, I know that something's wrong because I usually want that. So I think like the attractiveness and like how you find someone attractive, um, like physically, I think that's a really big thing sometimes. And I think that like, it's something that you need to pay attention to, like in the beginning stages of your relationship. Um, but I also think it's like such a kind of beautiful thing when like you find someone attractive at first and then you like get to know them and then you like start to fall in love with them. And then like, they just get like a million times more attractive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's what happened with you, Audrey. Yep. Yeah. Like she like, yeah, like she found her boyfriend attractive and then like now they're like, they've been dating for like a year and they're like obsessed with each other. Well, like. Like, in yeah. attractiveness ways. No, yeah, he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> and he's never won away either. What? He just never won away. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's important. Like, we've become, like, best friends, and he provides me with everything I need, and I yeah. provide him with everything he needs, unless yeah. I don't, and he's not telling me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty confident that I do, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. But yeah, do you want to, speaking of that, do you want to get into like love languages and how they're different within our different like relationships in life? Yeah, um, I was going to first like ask you what your love languages are and so oh, that they can, yeah. the listener can kind of hear like what our love languages are and yeah, like why they are that way. I can be mine first. Okay. Um, or like here, let's both talk about our love languages with romantic relationships. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, a huge one is quality time. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, the more I get to know this person, well, I'm really only talking about my boyfriend right now, but the more time I spend with him, um, the closer we get, the better bond we have, I guess. And, um, he and I actually don't really text throughout the day. Um, we do like a little bit, but not that much because, well, it's mainly just him. He's really busy all the time. Um, which is whatever. Like, I don't really care. Um, because I get so much more out of spending time in person with him than I would ever get out of texting him, even just calling him. I just, I, it's not the same for us at all. And I don't know. It's just so much better when I get to spend that quality time with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just makes our relationship so much stronger every time we hang out. So, um, another one is 
definitely physical touch. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that in romantic relationships. It's just like, it's an important part. And even if it's just like cuddling, you know? Yeah. Um, and hugs. I think that hugs are super important. Cause sometimes uh, he or I are really down and, you know, just holding and like makes me feel better. Giving yeah. him a hug. Stuff like that. And the last one for that, um, it's not as important as the first two I said, but words of affirmation, I'd say, um, because there's just certain occasions where I need like that reassurance from him mm-hmm. that he still, you know, enjoys my presence. Yeah. Um, I still make him as happy as I used to make him. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. I don't think I need much reassurance about um, his attractiveness to me, I guess, like looks wise. Um, Not to sound like conceited, but uh, I just like, I just know how he feels that way. I think it's mainly just how he feels about me. um, And if I'm treating him respectfully in the way he wants to be treated, you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Those are probably the most uh, important ones in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So how about you, Em? Um, I'd say, like, my biggest one, I want to say is words because I am, like, I'm such a talker. Like, I feel like I, like, never stop talking to people. Um, and I just feel like, when I'm in a relationship, I, like, constantly need them, like, telling me that they care about me and, like, reassuring me and those kinds of things. And that might just be a personal issue. Um, I think I'm trying to work on that a little bit more um, because I feel like I shouldn't need someone to tell me all the time, like, you're good enough, you're you're beautiful, those kinds of things. But, like, that's how I really feel loved from someone. Um, especially when I'm in a relationship, I like think it's like different sometimes when I'm not in a relationship and like, I know that I'm not in a relationship, so I'm not expecting those things, like those compliments and those kinds of things. So I think when I am in a relationship, it is a little bit different. Um, but I just think that it just helps me feel like they care about me and that they love me. Um, those kinds of things and that they like want to be with me. Um, like, I feel like I do need the reassurance, like what it's different from what Audrey said. She doesn't really need reassurance on her looks, but I feel like I kind of do um, just because I feel like that's just the person I am. I think my second biggest one is touch for sure. I'm a very physical person, like even in like, just like friendships, like I'm always hugging Audrey. I'm like, sometimes we even hold hands guys. Like it's a little weird, (laughs) but I feel like I like always need to be like holding their hand, um, hugging them, cuddling, those kind of things, because I like, I like that attention from a person. Um, and it just makes me feel like they're interested in me and that I'm not boring them. I also feel so connected to them that way. Um, I think like the touch is a big one because I feel the connection and I really love that connection. Um, And then I kind of want to say time slash gifts. 
Um, I've always been like the person to like love receiving gifts. Like I know like everyone likes to say that they like to give gifts, but to be honest, like completely honest, I really love to receive gifts. And I think it's just because like I see it as they are very thoughtful and like they're thinking about me, they care about me, they put in all this time and effort for me. Um, And I think I'm also a person that likes to like do those little things for people. Um, Like write a note to someone and give it to them. Like those kind of little things, not necessarily like they bought me like a shirt or something like that. Um, It's like, oh, they they bought me dinner tonight or those kinds of things. Um, Just like those little things. And then like time, I think like, yes, like I feel like I need a lot of time from that person. Like, I love spending time with people, but I feel like it's not my biggest one. And, like, service, I don't think that's one at all. But I feel like, like, those four, I'm kind of, like, a mix of every single one. But, like, the main ones are words and touch. And then time and gifts, kind of. But I think that's only for, like, romantic relationships with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, now talking about friendships... So, in this case, I'll just talk about me and Emma. Um, I think for me, a big one, or I'd say the biggest one, is words of affirmation Mm. in that case. Because, like, I was just researching this, and words of affirmation um, can also be listening to what the other person has to say. And I think that... I really like to tell Emma everything and someone I just go to for everything. And, um, her, her advice means a lot to me, you know, so whenever I'm in a conflict, I usually ask for her advice unless I know exactly what I'm doing, which is not very often. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so words of affirmation, it's not even compliments for that. I would just say conversations and advice. Mm -hmm. Because um, I would say I lean on my friends for that, and I also lean on Nathan for that. Like I put, I put words of affirmation there too. It's just not as big for me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I'd also say quality time. Yeah, for sure. Just for the same reasons I said before, I just really like spending time with people. Um, and when I say quality time, I usually mean in person. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I just love having, um, or I love hanging out with my friends and doing fun things. Um, So, yeah, I'd say those two are the biggest. Like, I don't think gifts are important to me at all in any of these because, I don't know, I just don't like receiving things from people. Yeah, that's totally Audrey. I totally Um, see that. I almost get mad. Like, it's not even... It is. Okay. It's anger. It's literally anger. I feel like I don't deserve those gifts. Um, so I'm usually like, oh my gosh, like, why did you do this? Yeah. I'm so mad at you, you know, stuff like yeah. that. So I don't think that gifts really apply to me. Um, I love giving gifts. That makes me feel good, but that's not really what it's saying. It's saying like receiving gifts from them. So I'd say like words and time for friendships. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my love languages for a friendship are words for sure, what Audrey said, 
Um, no, I'm sorry. It's not words. What am I talking about? Time. Sorry, time. Um, time, like Audrey said. Quality time for sure because I feel like when Audrey and I, like, don't hang out for a while, I'm, like, lost in life. Literally. <laughs> Audrey just opens her mouth really big. She's like, <gasps> But, no, literally, I, like, sometimes feel lost without, like, that physical, in-person like connection with her because I just love spending quality time with her. And then I think my second one kind of goes along with it, which is service. I love doing things with Audrey. Like I love it. Like if I'm going to go do something, I want to invite her. And like, I think like, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't say service because I feel like we do everything together. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that and quality time are so similar. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I guess, like, doing things that you want to do, I enjoy doing that. I don't know. Yeah. Just, like, kind of, like, like, I almost, like, always, if I'm going to do something, I'm always, like, oh, should I invite Audrey kind of thing? Um, like, I don't really like doing things alone, which I kind of can see because I feel like Audrey is more comfortable doing things alone. But, like, if, like, the other day, like, I asked her, like, hey, like, let's go shopping for room decor because I know it's something that we both enjoy doing and then we're also getting like the quality time kind of what Audrey said like service and time kind of go together um so it's definitely service and time in a friendship because I think like it's you're doing something together that you both enjoy or you're doing something for someone or you're volunteering together or like me and Audrey go to church together we have a lot of the same interests those kinds of things and then that's kind of the quality time that we get to spend together but I also think, like, like sometimes Audrey and I have a really hard time, like, hanging out. Because, like, time is a huge part of our friendship, and it's a love language for both of us. We have a hard time, like, balancing, like, the podcast time and, like, friendship time. And we've kind of talked about this before. Like, when we hang out and we're recording, we're hanging out, but it's, like, we're not doing, like, those things things together kind of like the service part that's just like quality time between me and Audrey like we're not really stressed about it not that like podcasting is stress stress, stressful but it's like we record Audrey has to edit it and like it's kind of like a lot on our mind when we do like hang out and we're recording and stuff so it's like sometimes hard to like balance the podcast and our friendship um so I think like service is a big one for me or like I've told Audrey like I want to hang out and like not do school today. You know what I mean? Those kinds of things. Um, so I feel like time and service for sure in a friendship for me, but like gifts, not really in a friendship words, not really in a friendship either. I mean, like I care if you talk to me, but like, I feel like that's kind of inevitable and then touch, obviously like that's not really a huge one. I mean, I love Audrey's hugs and like sometimes we cuddle and stuff, but I feel like Audrey likes to cuddle more than I like to cuddle. <laughs> No, you don't think? You're always like, can we cuddle tonight? No, you're always like, can we cuddle? What? <laughs> I don't think so. No. She's lying, guys. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> no, there's times there's times where I want to, but there's also times where I don't want to. Yeah, that's true, but I feel like... I, feel like, I actually feel like we're kind of equal there. Yeah, me too. I was just about to say. Because there's times where I'm just like, eh. Yeah. But other times I'm like, let's cuddle. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Question. So, like, what your parents need to give you? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Or what That's I like. One. Yeah, what I like from my parents. Um, I'd say acts of service mm-hmm. is where that one falls for me because I definitely think that most of the time we're, like, spending time together, we're doing something more important than just sitting watching something. I mean, we do that too, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do a lot of volunteer stuff with my dad, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also say words of affirmation there because I just always want the understanding and approval um, from my parents. Yeah. And, you know, That's then verbalizing that, they feel so good. So I'd say those two go there. I don't really need physical touch from them. I don't really like physical touch from them. Yeah. Um, and like hugs are fine, whatever. But I also <laughs> don't. I also don't love them from my parents. You if you're listening, you sorry. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, no, I 100% agree with you. Um, I think words for sure for me because I feel like I need like constant approval from my parents. I'm always trying to please them with grades, my life decisions and my choices. And I think a lot of what, um, a lot of what I do in life is centered around them. Not that it should be, but I think it's just, I, I don't do certain things because I don't want to disappoint them. Um, you know what I mean? So I feel like the words of approval that you're such a good daughter, you're getting great grades, we're so proud of you. And my parents do that a lot for me. Um, I have a pretty good relationship with both of my parents. Um, And then probably, I guess, time or service. I'm not quite sure. Um, This one's really hard for me. I honestly feel like words is my only one because I spend quality time with my parents, but it's not like something I necessarily need to feel love from them. Um, I think words is kind of enough for me, I guess. Um, and I'm not a big, like, I don't know, especially when I live with them, it's, it's harder, um, to spend quality time with them because, you know, they're always around, literally lived with them since. You feel like you're always spending time with them? Yeah, I'm always, I'm always with them, you know, that kind of thing. Um, like, oh, it's almost like dinner's enough, you know, uh, <laughs> just sitting around the dinner table. <laughs> but like when it, when I'm at the dinner table, I usually like make conversation. Those, the words of affirmation come up, those kinds of things. So it's kind of just like a little boost of, you know, love from them that I get there. Um, but yeah, kind of like, I don't know. That's pretty much all I need from my parents. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. It's, it's but there's, a, there are certain times where I'm like, I really want to do something with my family right now. Yeah, you know, I feel it. Yeah, um, but I think like the importance of love, love languages, is to better yourself and have more of an understanding of yourself, 
so that you can have the best relationship and the best friendships. Um, because I think it's, it's so important to know yourself, um, and know your love languages, because if you don't, then, you know, your partner or your friend or your parent is going to kind of be like, well, how do I do this? How do I show you love? And how do, how can I make you feel better? And you won't know. I think that's fine if you don't know, but I think that's the importance of love languages and like looking into them. And I think, I think a lot of people know how they feel loved, but they don't look into it that much. Like when you hear the word love language, you're like, oh, like, what's that? Like whenever I tell people, like, do you know your love language? They're like, what's a love language? And I'm like, it's, it's not that hard. It's actually pretty simple. Um, you just like have to like look into it. It's just kind of like another term, I guess. Um, but I think it's like important because I think it helps you better understand yourself and it improves your relationships and your friendships. Um, and I think it definitely benefits, um, and whenever I have brought up love languages to boys or Audrey, like it always benefits, um, my relationship with that person. Um, so I don't think that there's any harm to love languages. And like, if you're going to talk about it with someone, I think you should, um, I think it's a good conversation and it'll be a productive conversation. Um, like I kind of just had a conversation about it last night with someone and it was a very productive conversation um and I think it like helped like I think it's like especially important to have like when you get into a new friendship or you get into a new relationship and you're talking to them about it so that they know kind of like what they're getting into I guess you could say um just because I feel like it benefits your relationship yeah um and along with it, uh, helping you understand yourself, it also helps you understand, like, your friend, your family member, your significant other. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you had that conversation. Because as much as you want them to understand you, I feel like you want to understand that now. Totally. Um, so, yeah, if you let them know, it'll kind of push them to tell you how they feel about that. And, you know, maybe open up their minds to something they've never thought about before so totally yeah like usually when I have those conversations people are like oh like that's just like not my personality like that's just not how I work and I'm like and I'm like well I do things for you that aren't my personality that I don't that's not how I work but I do it because I care for you and I love you and I think that's what a relationship is and I think that's what love languages are um And I think that if you don't express your love language to someone and like it could cause a lot of problems because they don't know how to make you feel better. They don't know how to make you feel loved, those kinds of things. So I think it's a really important topic to talk about. And I feel like people don't talk about it as much as they should. Yep. (laughs) Audrey's just sitting here staring at the camera. I look so weird right now, you guys. Yes, I she do does. not look like me. <laughs> no, you look like you. I look like me. Your lips look really red. I know. <laughs> what the heck? That's what I'm looking at. I was looking at my lips. Yeah. Um, Trying out a new lip gloss. <laughs> but, guys. Yeah, I think that 
we like we hope this conversation kind of encourages you to do a little more research about yourself. Audrey, stop doing that. Um, <laughs> she's like chewing in My front of gosh, the camera. My gosh, sheesh! You're distracting me. Audrey, stop doing that. <laughs> um, I feel like this will encourage people to do a little more research about themselves and. <laughs> And get to know themselves a little better um, so that they can be the best person for someone else that they're in a relationship or friendship with. Um, And I think that sometimes, like, I didn't really realize that love languages could be a part of a friendship until, like, this year. Um, And, like, kind of, like, after, like, Audrey and I went through our, like, rough patch, I feel like I kind of realized it then that, like, like Audrey needs to give me certain things and I need to give her certain things, those kinds of things. Um, especially like now with the podcast, I feel like with the time um, and like balancing that. Why do you look so confused? What? You look so confused. I'm thinking. Oh, because I don't know. I just feel like sometimes it's like hard for us to like make the time for the podcast and also for ourselves. And like our friendship. Yeah, posting every week is kind of a hassle. Yeah. And like sometimes like it's hard to like post on Instagram a lot. Like I feel like people post so much on Instagram and I'm like, how did they do that? Like, first of all, I forget all the time. And like props to Audrey for like always editing and like I know that takes up a lot of time. Um Yeah. And you guys should give her some love um because yeah. <laughs> that's what she needs that's her love language y'all um but yeah, my love language is love yep <laughs> but yeah sometimes it is like hard to balance um certain things um but I think it's good that and in, in the generation that we live in right now I feel like accommodating other people for their needs is something that's very relevant. I think it's been being talked about a little bit more. I think it's something that Audrey and I talk a lot about on our podcast, like accommodating for others. Um, and I think it's something that like I make as a priority in my relationships and my friendships to accommodate for that person because I want that same um, energy back. Like I want someone else to accommodate for me and like give me the same love back. Um, but I think if if you're not getting what you need from a partner or a friend or a parent, I think it's important to address it. Um, and if they still can't give you that, I think then like maybe you need to leave that um, because it's important that you get what you need because that's what you deserve. And you truly like can't change that about yourself. I mean, obviously you're always growing and you're developing, but what you need at a certain time is what you need. And you can't change that. And I think that it's important to find people who can give you those things because then you'll connect with them better and you'll have a better relationship with them, a better friendship. Um, So I think it's important to dig deep into love languages. And I really recommend that you all get this book or just read some of it at least. Um, Again, like A Teen's Guide to the Five Love Languages, How to Understand Yourself and Improve All Your Relationships, written by Gary Chapman with Paige Hallie Drygas. So... Yeah, I think you guys should look into a little bit more. Hopefully this helps you guys understand love languages if you've never heard about them. 
Um, or if you have and you're really interested in, we're hoping that you guys really enjoyed this episode. Um, I enjoyed talking about it. Um, I always like talking about um, love languages. But um, Audrey, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no. No? Okay. Um, so I think that's it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Follow us on Instagram for more content, uh, at Growing With Podcast underscore. Um, and also thank you guys so much for the listens on our last couple episodes. We really, really appreciate it. And we're so glad that you guys are enjoying season two. Um, and there's more fun and exciting topics to come. Um, and yeah, we're really excited and we're going to try and keep posting. Um, I'm going to try and start posting a little more to Instagram. I like need to just like plan a day where I'm motivated to just like plan it all out. Um, it's just overwhelming, but like same goes with Audrey for editing. It's very, um, overwhelming trying to figure it all out, but we're doing the best we can. And we really appreciate you guys sticking around, hanging out with us, listening. Um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, yep, this is Emma and Audrey signing off. Signing off. Bye. This year has reminded us of the importance of saving for the unexpected. And as a bank, our job is to make that a little easier for everyone. That's why at Huntington, we're so proud to introduce Money Scout. It analyzes your checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to your savings automatically. It's that simple. So you can always be saving, even now. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC. This year has reminded us of the importance of saving for the unexpected. And as a bank, our job is to make that a little easier for everyone. That's why at Huntington, we're so proud to introduce Money Scout. It analyzes your checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to your savings automatically. It's that simple. So you can always be saving, even now. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC.